Welcome to Bundesliga Recap. I'll be recapping uh, match days 20 and, or actually 21 and 22, in which there was an incredible amount of high quality games and important games. Started off with Dortmund winning 3 nothing at Freiburg. Fairly comfortable victory in the end for uh, Dortmund. Donjan Maland uh, gets a brace. Fulkrug gets a goal at the end as well. Fulkrug, I think, maybe had the most impressive game. He bags two assists, um, another goal. And, and this adds um, quite a bit, I would say, uh, value. That was his 10th goal, and then that brings his tally of assists up to 7. So pretty incredible what he's been able to do for Dortmund this season. I think he's transformed his game a bit. And he's been really impactful. Donian Mullen finally gets going. It's been kind of a dry stretch before this one. He's been very up and down this season. And getting two goals here, very, very good for him. Pretty comfortable game for Dortmund. Um, Freiburg really got nothing going on attack. I mean, they only had uh, six shots total. Three were on target, but Koble uh, didn't really have to do much. So... Pretty comfortable win for Dortmund in the end of it, and Freiburg, it was kind of a troubling game. They didn't get anything going offensively, and the defense did not look solid like it has been this season, so I think that's a bit disappointing. Uh, moving on to the Saturday's games, though, Augsburg tied 2-2 with uh, Leipzig. Uh, Tietz, Dimitrovic get the two goals for Augsburg. Leipzig uh, have both their strikers, Openda and Sesko, score. So all four strikers in this game, with both teams playing a two-striker um, formation, all four of them get goals. Openda misses a penalty that would have won it. So uh, overall, Leipzig really should have won this game. But to be honest, there wasn't a whole lot of attack going on um, really on either side. And high-quality chances just really weren't flying. But f four goals end up going in. It's a, I would say Leipzig deserved to probably win this one, but it's a bit disappointing um, on their side not to, especially against an Augsburg team who hasn't been that good this season. And this Leipzig team, I mean, you would consider them to be higher. Shout out to the Augsburg keeper, um, Finn Damon, for getting this penalty save. That was huge for them. And then if you want to, I'm going to talk about Dimitrovic again. 12 goals, 6 assists. I mean... This is what, he's the only reason why Augsburg is out of the relegation spot right now. I mean, if you want to be real, they have 31 goals, and he's got 12 of them. And he's assisted quite a few as well. So, I mean, he's been so good on this season, and he proved it today again. Sesko finding form for, Leverc or for Leipzig could be huge. We'll see how that continues, though. But overall, pretty positive. Um... Moving on, Gladbach versus Darmstadt. Nil-nil game. Pretty dull in the end of it. Uh, the best player on the field pretty clearly was the Darmstadt keeper, Marcel Schauhen, 31-year-old. Um, He's been pretty decent this season, but this was by far his best game. Uh, I mean, Gladbach really should have scored. They had way higher expected goals, 14 more shots. They had eight shots on target. Darmstadt only had one. So that just shows you that the difference in this game, and if you look at it, I mean, you should have, um, Shelvin should have at least conceded one goal, just based on the expected um, shots on target and whatnot, but, I mean, great performance from them, 
and a valuable point for Darmstadt as they continue to battle to try and get back in this fight for relegate or for promotion or to stay in the Bundesliga to stay out of the relegation battle. But right now they're dead last and it's not looking too great. But a point to point, um, Frankfurt. Bochum, another draw, 1-1. Marmouche and Brzezinski both get goals for the respective clubs. Marmouche, again, continues to be the best player going forward for Frankfurt. It's a little concerning. Not because Marmouche has been that bad. He has nine goals, five assists, which is pretty solid, considering he's only played 17 matches. The issue is, it's just nothing else really going on outside of it. Him. Um, uh, Chalbi... Um, coming back from the AFCON with Algeria, he gets an assist. That's positive, but it's just not enough, I think, uh, going forward for Frankfurt. This game showed it. And they did get a, a decent amount of high-quality chances, though. I mean, Marmouche had the one of the easiest ta- the easiest tap in will ever score, but they also had a lot of high-quality chances that they could have put away, and I think that just shows they just lack finishing. And they have to play Ellensgaard Knauf up front, and he's just not that player. He was so much more effective when he was playing on the wing, so that's the difference. Bochum, pretty solid. Um, Moritz Borskowski um, gets a goal. It's his second. He's, in his last two games, uh, scored two goals, so maybe he's starting to find form. That would be super helpful for Bochum because they really need to get more goals. Another game that lacked a lot of... Um, Firepower, Union 1, Wolfsburg 1. Very weird game. Uh, had some really interesting parts of it. Um, 20, 21 minutes added uh, and for, before halftime in which um, Danilo uh, uh scores. Um, very weird circumstances in this game, but overall really good for um, Union. They need three points. They're continuing to move out of this relegation fight, and they're not really close anymore. Now they're tied with Wolfsburg on points. And um, Union's keeper, uh, Frederick Rano, uh, man of the match, really good performance from him. They do get a goal from uh, Duskowski, a center back, but, I mean, you'll take goals when you can get them, especially in a game where there wasn't a whole lot of attacking going on in a very unique game, to say the least. Bremen lose uh, 2-1 against Heidenheim. Heidenheim continued this remarkable season. Schmidt got um, the equalizer after Maloney's goal for Heidenheim. And then, uh, actually, well, the f- all goals were scored in the first 19 minutes. Maloney and best for Heidenheim in the 12th and 18th. And then Schmidt in the 19th for Bremen. And then it was pretty dull after that. Uh, relatively same on all uh, statistical fronts, but... Again, Jan Nicholas Best seems to be the best bank bank for your buck player. I mean, really, maybe in the whole of the Bundesliga, he's not on much. I mean, his, I saw a stat that was like his wages were insane. The chances created, and he's in the ninety eighth percentile in leagues like the Bundesliga. So I mean, you're getting goals from him at the eighty third percentile. But, it, I mean, it's really that chance of creation that separates him from a lo- so many. And with having him, it just draws it draws so much more attention, and he's continuing to play so well. And with players not being the most consistent, especially Tim Kleidenheist uh, hasn't scored in a, ver- a fairly long time, 
So before this match day at least. So yeah, it's been pretty tough, but best best is keeping them in a solid position. Vader Bremen's a solid team. They're in seventh, and Heidenheim uh, continue to keep this close. Uh, then moving on to the, the big match, which I'm going to ignore and I'll come back to at the end of the episode. Just because I have a whole rant I want to do on both teams. <laughs> um, Stuttgart 3, Mainz 1. Middlestadt, Levling, and Undev all get goals for Stuttgart. Um, Aurge, um gets the only goal for Mainz, but again, just not enough attack. They're still in the relegation spots. They're still not being able to score. And I mean, it's good that he's scored, but that's only his second goal of the season, and he has now as a knock and is out. So, I mean, it's just so disappointing. And if you look on the other side, Dennis Undav, he's picked up a little knock, but that was um, his 14th goal in the season. I mean, remarkable. Now they're starting to get Yemi Leveling um, starting to play much better. And I know he's on loan from Union, but having another um, piece is very helpful as they're still battling to stay in the um, in the top spots for the Bundesliga. Right now, um, they're doing pretty solid, and this game was a pretty comprehensible victory. They dominated pretty much throughout the game. Mainz did have a lot of shots, but a lot of them for, were way outside the box. So um, they're shooting from a lot of different places, and Stuttgart were in pretty control this whole game, and it was a really solid performance. Hoffenheim and Cologne tie 1-1. Cologne thought they had a winner in the 79th by Fingreff, but then Kramerch equalized in the 90 plus fourth minute. Not a huge point for Hoffenheim. They're just sitting in the middle, but a huge blow to Cologne as they could have really used the extra two points that they did have going into... Stoppage time, especially when they're trying to get away from Mainz at the bottom of the table. Because I don't really see Cologne getting out of 16th, but you want to stay in 16th and not 17th because that's a whole different ball game. So not the performance you want from Cologne. I mean, it was better, but uh, you when you're in such tight margins for the relegation battle... You can't you can't concede like that, and that's a huge mistake on a huge mistake, and maybe it comes back to haunt them later down on the season. Moving on to the next uh, match day, match day, I believe twenty two. Uh, it started with Cologne losing to Vitter Bremen one nothing. Big goal from Nemesha in the seventieth minute. He scored. It seems like a lot of major goals for um, Vitter Bremen this season. That's his fifth. I wonder if he starts to start a little bit more. Uh, Voltern made, made um, didn't really hasn't really played well that this season. They haven't really found a super comprehensible um, person to sit um, to sit with Marvin Dush. But Dush, not the greatest of his games. But Nemechka comes in, gets the much needed goal. Defense was super solid for Vader Bremen today or in this match today. So credit to them and. It's a good point or a good three points on the road. Um, they're seventh right now, four points off of Frankfurt. Um, I think they can definitely push for European spots. I think they have that in them. And with getting these three points and winning these games against lower opponents, that's huge. Cologne, there was a point for them in this game at least. So uh, just another disappointing game and not being able to close out the final few final minutes of the game. 
I know this was a little bit earlier than that in the last game, but still, not great. Moving on to Saturday's games, Stuttgart win in a kind of a tough, a really tough match, and um, they go up in the 14th minute. Um, then in the 16th minute, um, there's a goal ruled out for Darmstadt. Then another bizarre 20 minutes added on uh, into halftime. Uh, red card in that time for Stuttgart. But then they go find the winner, or they go find the second goal in the 90 plus second, and then Darmstadt get one back in the 90 plus fifth. But by then, the game was pretty much over. So, I mean... A nuts game. Grassi gets back on the score sheet. Undav doesn't play well, and I think that's the biggest story for me. Grassi and Undav didn't really work that well in this match together, and I can't tell you if that's gonna. That was just because Darmstadt kind of frustrated them, or it was the fact that this team really, um, this team really isn't gonna work together when they have Undav and Grassi up front, and they have worked together in previous games, but. We'll see down the stretch if this continues. Because if they can't work very well together, then Stuttgart are in a lot of trouble. But right now, they're sitting third. They're four points behind Bayern Munich, five points ahead of uh, Dortmund, and six points ahead of Leipzig. So, I mean, right now, they're pretty comfortable sitting where they are. And I think this is, I mean, really, really huge for them. And if they can continue to sit in this spot... Champions League uh, soccer will mean so much for the club that almost got relegated last season. Heidenheim 1, Leverkusen 2. Leverkusen, and they're getting away with the same thing I said before, a late-minute winner, last-minute winner. And I think my perspective on Leverkusen changed a lot after the Bayern game, but I'll talk about that later. For looking at Heidenheim's perspective, you kind of expected to lose this game, and I think the best part about it is Tim Heiden Heist breaks his goal scoring drought, gets a goal. He hadn't scored in this year yet. And since he now now he's scored and maybe that continues form going forward. Cause I mean Heidenheim's goal wasn't to make the Europe spots. No one thought they were gonna survive. And the fact that they're nine points out of sixteenth or actually eleven points out of sixteenth and twelve points out of seventeenth is huge. And there's so many teams in between them. So I think if they can continue getting a win here, a draw there, and just continuing to keep a steady pace like they have this season, then they should find themselves well safe. And I don't really see them being close to going down, but they have to continue to get points and they can't go on a huge drought. But I'm not overly concerned. It's Leverkusen and really no one's been able to beat no one's been able to beat them at all, so that's huge. Um this was a really cool game, Hoffenheim versus Union. Two red cards, uh, both happened in second half or in first half stoppage time, and then the winner in the 84th minute from Brendan Aronson. This one's really cool as an American because I know Brendan Aronson's really, really been struggling, but to get a goal here, that hopefully that really boosts his confidence, and I'm gonna hope that this changes. Hopefully, maybe his, his whole season. We'll see. It's his first goal of the season, and he's got to be excited about that. And to get three points for Union, again, positive. They're now on 24 points, uh, six points out of 16th, starting to move themselves away from relegation. I wasn't ever really concerned with them going down, so I don't think I ever said that. And I just, and they're too good of a team 
they have too much talent to go down. So I'm not that surprised that they've continued um, a hot streak. Mites one, Augsburg zero. Mites pretty good match. I would say they miss a penalty in this one as well. Um, but again, just keep. I, th- I feel like keeping it pretty calm. Augsburg get a red card late into the game. It doesn't really affect too much. Um, but overall, I would say control the game like I've ever the best I've ever seen Mites control it this season. And with that, they crawl three points away from Darmstadt in 18th, and now they're only one point behind Cologne. Uh, they are seven points out of uh, 15th like with Gladbach, so there is a gap starting to form with the bottom three. So I think it might be a Cologne versus uh, Mites um, for 16th and 17th, but if Mites are going to play like this, I can definitely see them uh, climbing out because this was by far the best performance I think they've had all season, and they looked much the better team, and they had so much creativity, which... Surprised me because I just haven't seen that at all this season. Wolfsburg, Dortmund, 1-1. This was a really disappointing game from Dortmund. Fulkrug, once again, gets a goal. His 11th of the season. Just talked about him earlier. He's had he's doing great, but they're only one point ahead of Leipzig for the, t- for the Champions League. And there's a huge gap between Leipzig and Frankfurt. But for those top five, the top five aren't the same. So that fifth spot, you're not in the Champions League. So... I think Dortmund have that to worry about. Um, overall, I th- it's not the most comprehensive win, but I think they'll are not comprehensive point. Um, it really could have gone. I think either way. I think Wolfsburg even had chances late to win it. So not a great game for Dortmund. Um, questions on the lineup. Sancho is not playing well again. Started out great, but. Those were really only his first performance. So again, not the greatest performance from him. And if this is can, going to continue, I think Wolfsburg, uh, I think Dortmund could be in trouble. Wolfsburg, on the other hand, I think they'll take a point, um, seeing as they scored second, and it's against a Dortmund team who have been pretty good since the winter break. So we'll see how they continue. They're in twelfth. I don't think they're going to be close to relegation, but mid 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 season performance again, just. Not, I think, what they wanted, especially Jonas Vin falling off so much. So, not the great season that they probably wanted, but again, not that bad overall. Uh, Leipzig 2, Gladbach 0. Big win for Leipzig. Um, keeping, again, keeping that gap with Dortmund only at 1. Stuttgart's kind of starting to run away from them, but they, I believe they still play Stuttgart again, so that could be another thing. Um... In this game, Openda, Simmons, um, both get goals. Javi Simmons, um, I mean, he's been very good this season. Gets a goal in this one. He was outstanding. I mean, the amount of chances he created was insane. And he was. it was just seemed like every time he got the ball, something was going to happen. And I think Giardo Simeone knows that. And I think keeping him on the pitch almost always has been a huge help for Leipzig. Even though he's not one of their own players, even though he's on loan from PSG, he's been very helpful this season. Openda continues to score, and he continues to show why he was worth that transfer fee. It's his 16th goal in the season, hugely impactful. From Gladbach, their struggles continue. They can't find the back of the net consistently enough, and if they're not going to finish, start finishing chances, they could find themselves in that relegation battle. They're in 15th. 
Now they've got a gap, and that with a win they could even they could even go up to eleventh. So that's how quickly it can change. But they're not playing consistently enough to tell. I mean, to really tell you that they're going to be up there. So I think that's disappointing. Uh, Freiburg tie three three with Frankfurt. Very entertaining game. Um, comes down to Gregorich uh, equalizing. Kind of unique that um, both these teams are involved in the three three. Is these teams are one of the some of the best defensive teams in the league. I mean, Freiburg have had their troubles this season, but typically they're a pretty strong defensive team under Christian Streich. Top Muller has not really got this team, this Frankfurt team humming, but. Omar Marmouche continues to play well. Nine goals, five assists on the season. Uh, he got a goal and two assists in this one. Uh, Grifo gets a goal. That's huge. He hasn't been great this season. Only six goals so far. I think you need a little bit more out of him. Rito Doan gets his second of the season. Again, not good enough out of him, but getting goals is huge. Michael Gregorich, um, he gets his fourth on the season, coming off the bench. And Ansgard Kanauf. He comes in early in the game due to injury, an injured uh, Frankfurt player, and he gets two, so that's huge. Probably man of the match. And so, uh, yeah, in- really interesting game for both these teams. Um, both these teams in the top half, Frankfurt still holding on to that um, sixth place. And they've got a little bit of a gap, but they have to continue picking up points. And, I mean, Vitter Bremen and Freiburg are both trying to hunt them down to get into Europe. So we'll see how that goes. Um but then let's talk about the game that everyone's talking about, and it's Bochum 3, um, Bayern 2. Bochum, they get three goals. Bayern only get two, Musiala and Kane. They get a red card from Dyer Opanakano, which seems like he just wants to get set off as much as possible now. Um, so, disaster for Bayern. Absolute disaster. They're eight points out of Leverkusen. And, it's, I mean, I'll talk. let's talk about Leverkusen now. We'll talk about the game that that was played. Leverkusen three, Bayern Munich zero. I I said before this game I was completely wrong. I thought Bayern were gonna come in and do what they always have done in recent times and just win the game pretty clearly. And I thought it was gonna be a pretty comprehensible match. Wrong. Stanisic scores against his the team he's uh, loaned from. Grimaldo and Fringpong score. And I mean this team was just humming. Like, the entire team was just playing so well. And to think about it, that they had some, like, Frank Pong was injured. He came on later in the match. Like, Stanisic isn't normally a wingback. So they weren't even playing, like, maybe their full strength. Boniface is out. Like, they weren't playing their full strength squad. And so, I mean, all credit goes to Leverkusen. Now, saying that, Thomas Tuchel's an idiot for this game. And I'm like, I don't want to use that word just saying, like, he, I think he's an idiot the way he's managed his team. I mean, he's done such a terrible job. He's So at Bayern, the issue with Bayern, and I think this is reason why they've had so many managers in late after Pep Guardiola left. It's because Thomas Muller and, um, and uh, Manuel Neuer have kind of run the dressing room. And it seems like Joshua Kimmich is kind of in that group now. And him and Thomas Tuchel... Don't are not on ter- good terms at all. Like it seems like it, every day, it seems like their terms are even getting worse. So it just seems like every time these two, uh, like there's just no way these two are getting along. And so I think Thomas Tuchel has to go. 
And I'm one of those people that I think managers need to be kept on for way longer. But I think Bayern's mistake was firing Julian Nagelsmann. I don't think he deserved to be fired. I think it was it was a shock to everyone when he was. And I think they've it's really been a mistake. Thomas Tuchel's been fine this season, but now they've lost three straight. And so that's a huge issue. Let's talk about these lineup changes. So he, in spite, leaves Kimmich out. Uh, so Goretzka and Pavlovich were in the middle. Both played really terribly. He puts Sasha Bowie on the left, which he looked so out of place. The only player that looked pretty good was Nasser Masrawi, who he really hasn't been playing a whole ton. So that doesn't make sense. He shifts to a back three. Again, doesn't make sense. And I think that's the reason why Thomas Tuchel really shouldn't have been hired. He always likes to play with the back three. That's not Bayern style. It's never really bed Bayern style. So when he's doing that, it just doesn't make sense. I don't really understand this hiring. But he's kind of been doing exactly what with Bayern's kind of been known for. And he just kind of lets the talent take over. And I think he's probably done some stuff. But I think the biggest issue with this team is... Thomas Tuchel's not the right guy for the job. And I think maybe he tried to put this game as like his his the stamp he's going to put on the Bundesliga. He's going to out I think maybe in his head he's like I'm going to out tactical Xabi Alonso. And so I just don't understand that. I think Thomas Tuchel if he's not gone soon, he'll be gone at the end of the year. I don't think there's any chance he stays in this Bayern job. Uh, a lot of rumors and a lot of people that are pretty against him being there. Um Xabi Alonso, the Leverkusen manager, has been rumored to be a lot linked. I don't think he. I think he's going to go to Liverpool to re- replace Jurgen Klopp. Um, I think the best person for the job would be Hansi Flick, and I think because he had great relationships with everyone in the dressing room, and I think that's exactly what you need um, for this team. And I think he would put Kimmich up, keep Kimmich playing. I think he would settle this team back to where it should be. And I think this team could be humming again. I just, they have so much talent. I just really don't understand why he kind of played. Thomas Tuchel played everyone how he did. So just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but all credit, I think, still goes to Leverkusen. And I still think they're going to... And now I've got to amend what I said. I thought Bayern, I said last episode that Bayern was going to run away with the title. They're not... Leverkusen are going to win it. I don't think there's any way Bayern can recover. I mean, unless Hansi Flick comes in and wins every single game and Leverkusen collapse. And I do think Leverkusen are going to start losing a few games. So I'd, I think there is maybe a world where Bayern b- start balling out and they can get in this title race. I don't think they'll win it. But, I mean, I've commented on a few times, Leverkusen are getting lucky. They're getting a lot of last-minute winners. And there's a reason why they're the only team left that's that hasn't lost a game in the top five leagues. Now, are they probably the best team in Europe, or at least in the top three? Yes. It's a shame they're in the Europa League. They've been dominating so much. But um, I think if they win the Europa League, they can play in the Super Cup, and you can really see them go against that Champions League winner. I think they could test um, like like the Europa League teams just haven't done in recent times. So I think that will be very interesting. I think Leverkusen, if they want to show everyone that they're the best in Europe, they got to go win the DFB Pokal. I mean, if they win the treble, I think that's remarkable, right? If they win the DFB Pokal, um, the league and the Europa League, I mean, that would be insane. But I think that's they're capable of that. I mean, the depth they have is insane, but 
they're going to have to continue to play well and, and maybe even play better because they've been getting a little bit lucky. So we'll see on that. I don't think they go undefeated this season. I don't think there's a chance for that. But we'll see. That. I mean, they're still undefeated now, and they're the only team left. So that's really impressive for that. And I think... Leverkusen this season. I'll speak just on a minute on this. I think they're the reason why. I think they're the reason why the Bundesliga will never be a top league, a top league in the echelon that the Premier League is, just because everyone's already talking about how Bayern Leverkusen are just going to get ripped apart. I mean, Grimaldo is like one of the only stars that you're not hearing rumors about that he's moving. Uh, Florian Verts, there's rumors all about him going to the Premier League. Frank Pong, I, he's gone in the summer, hundred percent. Um. Javi Alonso, the coach, is going to get poached. Bonnie Fates has been in rumors. Um, the midfielder, Shaka, even um, even Granit Xhaka, who is kind of oust at Arsenal, he's been getting links to others, other teams. So I, I just, even when a team can go and beat Bayern to the league, when Bayern's having a decent season, like they're not terrible. I mean, they're in a terrible run of form right now, but this is not the worst Bayern we've seen when Bayern have had this stretch of winning so many titles. But I think the issue is that this team isn't going to stay together. There's not there's not a chance they stay together, and I think that's the big issue that the Bundesliga is facing. As soon as a team can go beat Bayern and challenge, they're going to get ripped apart. Every piece is going to be gone, and so it's almost going to be a new, new Leverkusen team next year. So I think that's the big issue. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Bye.